Come on and put your hands together for your God. He's worthy. He's worthy. He's worthy. We bless his name in this building on today. We thank God. Amen. For God being in this house. Amen. He's, he loves us so much that he would show up. And we thank him. Show up and sit down. Hallelujah. My God. I do got some word to put on top of that, if that's okay. Amen. I want our guests to know that we're just not a shouting church. Amen. But there is the word of God. Because at the end of the day, when you finish shouting, you're going to need some word. You're going to need some word. It's the word that liberates us. The word that frees us. Amen. We thank God for each and every one in the building on today. Amen. Thank God for our awesome praise team. Can we give them a hand clap? Amen. Our band, all of our volunteers, we thank God for you on today. Thank God. Amen. For our guests. If you're here for the first time, just wave your hand. Just wave your hand. Amen. We thank God. Amen. For you being in this house. Amen. Thank God for our first lady. Amen. Amen. Grab your Bibles. We're going right to John 10, 3 through 5. We've been in an awesome series. I hope you've been blessed by it thus far. Amen. God is trying to get us in a position so that we could hear him. Somebody say, I want to hear God. Yeah, I want to hear God. Amen. John 10, 3 through 5. If you're not standing, please stand. Amen. As we honor the word of God. Amen. If you stand again, it's going to be on you. Amen. The word of God reads in John 10, 3 through 5. To him the doorkeeper opens. And to the sheep. And the sheep hear his voice. And he calls his own sheep by name. And leads them out. And when he brings out his own sheep, he goes before them. And the sheep follow him, for they know his voice. Critical. Yet they will by no means follow a stranger, but will flee from him, for they do not know the voice of strangers. Father, we thank you today for what you've already done in this place. Thank you, God. You brought liberation and freedom to some that are in this building on today. God, they came in bound, but now they're free. Free in such a word, God, that your word can go forth now. So we thank you for bringing liberation. We thank you for removing, God, everything that would weigh us down, that would keep us from hearing your word. So God, as we have desired to hear your word, God, you say you withhold no good thing from us. So Father, have your way in this place. I pray that David may decrease, that the Holy Spirit may increase. Think through my mind and speak through my mouth what you would have your people to hear. For this is our prayer in Jesus' name. And the church said, amen. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Amen. We've established a few things. We've been in this series entitled, Hearing, Can You Hear Me Now? And what's critical is that we have to understand that God is speaking. And God speaks in multifaceted ways, and we're going to talk about some of those ways today. But we have established last week as we began this series, um, we've established that God is a speaking God. 
that we serve a God that is alive. He's not a God that you put up on a mantle. He's not a God that you put on the, 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 your, your, your car dash. But he's a God that is alive. And because he is alive, we have to understand that he wants to speak to his people. We see him throughout scripture speaking to his people. I'm not going to go over those. You can go back and look at the podcast or the YouTube and you can see um, that God began this in the beginning. He began it in Genesis. He, he, he came in the cool of the day and he talked to uh, Adam and Eve because he had a desire to talk to him. Throughout scripture, we see God talking to his people because in order to get them to where he needs to get them, he has to talk to them. Every parent in here, in order for your child to get to where you desire for them to get, you have to talk to them. You have to instruct them. If you want them to do particular things, then you have to instruct them to do particular things. Therefore, you have to talk to them. Uh, and we have established not only is God a speaking God, but we've established since he does speak that we have a responsibility to hear or to listen. Uh, Jesus said in John 10 and 27, my sheep hear my voice. I know them and they follow me, which is critical because his intent is for us to follow him. And it's hard to follow somebody that you will not listen to. It's hard to follow somebody that you will not receive instructions from. Uh, so in order to follow God, we have to have an ear. We have to be open to hear what he has to say to us. And we said that even though God is a speaking God, and even though uh, we, are, we are called to listen to him, there are challenges to listening to God. Uh, we said that two of those challenges is our flesh, or one of them is our flesh. Uh, our flesh can get in the way of us hearing God. Uh, because how many know that it, it, Paul said there's no good thing found in our flesh? Uh, so when God is speaking, understand the flesh is going to talk as well. Uh, we said not only does the flesh talk, but we have an arch nemesis called the devil who also talks. His job is to coerce, coerce us out of the promises and plans that God has destined for our life. We understand that just as he told Jeremiah that I have a plan, uh, as he has a plan for him, God has a plan for us. And the devil does not want us to lay hold to that plan and purpose that God has for us. He doesn't want us to enjoy what he can no longer enjoy. Uh, he was kicked out of heaven because of his uh, uh, desire to be like God. And therefore, he cannot enjoy what God has purpose and planned or, or, or for each and every one of us. So he wants to wreck our life. Uh, he wants to raise havoc in our life in order to get us to miss what God has purpose for us. So this morning, I want to make the third installment in the little time that I have left uh, this morning. I, 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 want to, I want us to kind of look at the ways in which God communicates to us. Because if you don't know the way, then it's hard to realize that it is God. So God speaks to us in multifaceted ways. Uh, the, one of the first ways or, or one of the ways that God speaks to us is through dreams and visions. I mean, we see this throughout Scripture. We see this in Genesis 37, 5 through 11. We see, matter of fact, I'm not even going to read that for the sake of time, but we understand that Joseph was given a dream by God. He was given a dream that his uh, uh, brothers would bow down to him. 
Uh, and when he gave them that dream, when he exposed what God had given to, to him, they got upset with him. Uh, which means that not every dream is meant to be exposed to other people. Yeah, sometimes God will speak to us and talk to us just for us. Uh, it's not meant to be given to anybody else. God is trying to talk to us. He's not trying to talk to them. But sometimes we get so zealous, we get so excited about what God has promised and planned that he was going to do in our life that sometimes we spill it out to others. Be careful who you tell your dreams to. Uh, so his brothers got upset, and then he, the Bible said he had another dream. He dreamed that the stars and the moon uh, uh, were bowing down to him, and he tells this dream to his father, and his father says, do you mean that your mother and, and I and your siblings are going to bow down to you? The Bible says that his brothers got jealous, but his father noted what he dreamed. Uh, see, because his father uh, noted it because he realized that there was something there. Uh, yeah, that this was not just any type of dream, but it was a dream from God. How do we know that it was a dream from God? Because we see it come to pass in Joseph's life. If it's not a dream from God, understand, it probably won't come to pass. But you'll know the fruit here when you see it happen or manifest before your very eyes. So we see this. So God was speaking to Joseph. Uh, we see New Testament him speaking. He speaks to another Joseph. The Bible says in Matthew 2 and 13 that he begins to speak to Jesus' father. Begins to tell him that, hey, uh, uh, and I'm paraphrasing this, that there's some danger ahead. And I need to make sure that uh, you're not in harm's way. So uh, I need you to maneuver yourself so that this baby Jesus can be born. And the Bible says that his father adheres to what is spoken because he realized that this is just not any type of ordinary dream. So God can and will speak in the same manner in our lives today. Do you believe that God can speak through dreams and visions? Uh, yeah, yeah, there has to be an expectation there that when we expect that God can step in and he can do something. So God, sometimes God has to wait and he has to put us asleep. He has to get the noise quieted around us because how many know we get up with noise? We go through the day with noise and at the end of the day, our day is still filled with noise. So sometimes God has to comatose you. Uh, yeah, he has to give you a sleeping pill. He has to knock you out in order to talk to you. I don't mind God knocking me out as long as it's God that's talking. Uh, yeah, sometimes he does his best work at night. Yeah, in the midnight hour when, when our minds have come down uh, so that he can talk to us. Well, well let me pause right here and, and make it emphatic to let us know it's important to realize not every dream is from God. Uh, yeah, some dreams are from those red hot. Some dreams are from that steak you ate. Some dreams are uh, because you feel your belly too late at night and went to bed. So you got to be cautious. Some dreams are just our mind regulating itself, uh, processing the day, uh, bringing uh, a natural healing to our mindset. So it's important that we recognize who's talking. 
Yeah, yeah. See, because oftentimes, if a dream comes from God, it is followed by some type of supernatural sign. I've had people tell me, Pastor, if you preached a message that I dreamed about. Yeah, something in your message I dreamed about that touched me, and I know that it was from God. Or sometimes you can feel it just down in your sha-na-na-na. You know, down on the inside, you just know that that was God. You just know that that dream, uh, uh, yeah, that it was God because you prayed about something or, 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 or you've been meditating on something and God with his good self comes and begins to unveil a dream to us to let us know I've heard your petition, I've heard your cry and I'm sending an answer on your behalf. So God promised this. He promised that he would speak to us in this type of way. Matter of fact, in Joel 2 and 28, we see it says, it shall come to pass afterwards that I will Pour out my spirit on all flesh. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your old men shall dream dreams and your young men shall see visions. So God has already spoken to us. Let us know. Giving us the full one one. Giving us the warning. Let us know that I can lay you down and talk to you. I don't need to just talk to you in the noonday. No, I can lay you down and talk to you. Matter of fact, we see this uh, reiterated in Acts 2 and 7. It says, and it has come to pass that the last day, that in the last days, God says, not man, not the devil, God says that I will pour out my flesh, out my spirit on all flesh. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your young men shall see visions and, and old men shall dream dreams. I don't know about you, but anybody want to hear from God? Anybody uh, want God? If he has to lay you down at night to talk to you. I, I, God, I need you to talk to me. So not only does God speak through dreams and visions, but can I tell you that he speaks through circumstances. Yeah, he'll speak through circumstance. Anybody had God to speak to you through a circumstance? Uh, I wish I had a witness in here. Uh, I mean, some circumstance, some situation. Uh, I mean, something, you know, maybe you, uh, uh, you wanted something so bad, but it was denied you. Maybe it was to purchase a house or a car. Maybe it was a relationship that didn't work out. That could have been God talking to you in the midst of the circumstance. Uh, Y'all ain't going to help me today. Uh, I mean, at first, you don't understand. At first, you're mad. At first, you're angry with God. God, you know my heart. You know what I need. You, 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 you know what I desire. God, that's a good thing for me. God, you promised that in your word, but sometimes God will speak through the circumstance and sometimes yeah yeah we can appreciate it after we've gone through it uh yeah yeah sometimes i i i i mean god will help us to understand it i i, I mean he didn't give you the house because he knew the job loss was coming he didn't give you the car because he knew that this issue was going to take the resources uh, uh, he didn't give you the relationship because you know five years later when you met that man or that woman uh, uh in the mall and you look at them now and you praising God that God broke up the relationship um, because that's really what you didn't want. Uh, Y'all ain't gonna help me. I mean God will speak through circumstances 
We see him speaking through circumstances in Acts 16, 6 through 8. You can go back and read it at Shalisha. But Paul is traveling, and he has a desire to spread the word of God. And as he begins to have that desire to spread the word of God, he says that I'm going to go here and I'm going to go there. Um, but every time he tries to proceed that way, understand there is a blockage. There is a stop. Matter of fact, the Bible tells us that a man of Macedonia uh, begins to come and plead with Paul to come this way and not that way. Uh, yeah, because God would do that sometime. God will block your pathway. I wish I had a witness in here. Uh, yeah, God repeatedly blocked. Paul's pathway because God, God can speak through closed doors. Uh, yeah, yeah. I know we want him to open all the doors, but sometimes he'll speak to us through closed doors. Yeah. Uh, I, I remember, I remember so vividly when we were desiring to purchase the land beside the church uh, uh, up on uh, Guy Road by 70, that little church that beside the service station. For those of you who don't know, that's where we initiated, uh, uh, that's where we were initially, and we had a desire to purchase the land that was next door. We tried this and we tried that. We went to the town with this. We went to the town with that. But every time we would make a move, uh, uh, the door would be closed. And then one day they sold the land. And I realized then that it was a door that God did not want us to walk through. God closes one door so he can open up another door. Ah, yeah, that's the reason that we're here, right here in this place, because God closed that door uh, so that we can be in this place. I don't know about you, but I'm so glad about it on this morning. That's what God would do. Maybe God is using some closed doors to talk to you today. You've been knocking. You've been trying to kick it down yourself. You've been trying uh, to force your way in. You've been trying to find the right key. And God is saying, no, that's not the door that I want you to walk walk through because God can speak through circumstances. God will even use circumstances to draw you to him. Uh, Y'all ain't going to help me. Uh, he'll use a car accident to speak to you. He'll use a health scale to speak to you. And let me pause right here and say he doesn't have to cause it in order to use it to speak to you. Uh, no, no, no. He doesn't cause problems. He doesn't cause problems. He doesn't cause uh, uh, accidents, but he can use it. He, he, the Bible says that he, uh, he can work all things together for the good of them that love the Lord and are called according to his purpose. So it doesn't matter what it is, God can use it. God can use a circumstance to speak to you. He can use a circumstance to tell you, yeah, you need to read more. He can use a circumstance to tell you, yeah, you need to fast more. He can use a circumstance to tell you, you need to be in the house of God. You need to be worshiping me, glorifying you. Uh, has God used circumstances to impact your life? It's important. It's important that we approach every circumstance with the right attitude. See, when things happen, I've learned to ask God, what lesson are you trying to teach me through this? Uh, because God is a teacher. Uh, Rabbi, yeah, he's a teacher. He's a master teacher. He doesn't waste uh, uh, an occasion. No, he doesn't waste a circumstance. He'll take it and he'll teach us. Uh, I tell, uh, when I talk to people, I, I tell them, you know, 
this could be a teachable moment. Uh, I used to tell my children, this could be a teachable moment. Maybe God is trying to teach us something in the process of this. Uh, uh, because God loves to teach, and sometimes he'll speak through circumstances. So not only does God speak through dreams and visions and circumstances, but can, you, can I tell you that he'll speak through authority figures? I mean, he'll put people in your life uh, in order to help you. Uh, that's why we have to be mindful of who God has positioned around us. I know you think they there for just any type of reason, but can I tell you that sometimes God will put people in your place, uh, in, in, in place in order because he knows what's down the road. He knows the wise counsel that you're going to need. He knows the hiccup and the struggle that you're going to encounter, and he needs somebody that's been there and done that. Uh, somebody that has come close to you that is willing to share because not everybody is willing to share their experiences. Not everybody is willing to tell you what they've been through, but God will put somebody around you that's willing to talk to you. Ah, uh, yeah. I mean, we see this in Ephesians 4, 11 through 12. It says, and he himself gave uh, some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors and teachers for the equipping of the saints, for the working of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. Understand, these individuals were given to help equipped. Ah, uh, yeah, because I know sometimes we think we are so intelligent. Uh, Y'all ain't going to help me. Maybe, um, maybe nobody in here. Maybe I'm talking about somebody out there. Uh, you know, sometimes we think can't nobody tell us nothing. Uh, yeah, my, my grandson, I was with my grandson uh, the other day, and uh, yeah, we, was, uh, we was enjoying time together. And, you know, my grandson, he's like, uh, you know, when you tell him something, you can see his mind matriculating. Uh, when you tell him uh, he can't do this or don't do this, his mind is matriculating. Uh, uh, he's coming back with something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's coming back with something. He's not just not going to take it and absorb it. No, no. He, he's going to come back because he's extremely smart. Uh, so smart. He, he has an answer for everything. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. has an answer for everything. I had to tell him. I had to tell him, son, 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 calm down. You know, I've been there. I've done that. Uh, you know, I've been your age before. Yeah, I had to go to school. I had to go to sleep. I couldn't stay up all night long and watch cartoons. Uh, watch, uh, watch, uh, 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 what were they like? Uh, uh, Ninja Turtles. I, I, I can't stay up Paw Patrol. I, I mean, I can't stay up all night and watch those things. No, I got to get my rest. The body needs rest. He said, no, I don't need no rest. I'm young. I don't need no rest. I, I said, boy, uh, I, you too smart for your own good. I, I said, but I've been there. I've done that. You you, you have to appreciate those people that God has put in your life to help guide you. I mean, God will be, be put people in your life to give you divine guidance. Uh, that's the type of guidance I need. I need divine guidance. I need, I need, I need, I need, I need guidance from heaven. I, I don't need what you think or what you suppose. I, I need to know what God says. I need to know what God has done in your life in order to help me in my life. I wish I had a witness in here. I call divine guidance speed. That's what I need. I need speed. I need, 
I need somebody that's willing to tell me uh, what they went through so I don't have to experience. I Can I tell you, experience does not have to be the best teacher to me. No, no, your experience can be the best teacher. Just tell me so I won't have to go through it. Tell me so I won't have to go through that pothole. No, I won't have to climb over that mountain. Give me speed. Give me speed. Tell me your experience so I can get to the point quicker than you got to the point. Uh, that's the type of people I need in my life. Those that are willing to share how you got there, how you done that. You know what it took. Uh, what hiccup did you go through in order in, uh, in order to persevere? I need somebody willing to share with me and God will put those type of people in your life so that he can talk through them. Uh, yeah, that's why I'm willing to accept godly counsel. And that's why it's critical. Because Solomon says this in Proverbs 11 and 14. He says, where there is no counsel, the people fail. But in the multitude of counselors, there is safety. The message translation says, without good direction, people lose their way. The more wise counsel you follow, the better your chance. That's the type of people I need to follow. Because God will put those type of people in your life to be a blessing to you. God will put people in your life, yeah, that he will use to speak godly counsel to you. He'll put people in your life to tell you when you're wrong. Yeah, I, I, matter of fact, I don't need people in my life that's going to tell me what's right all the time. No, I, I need you to be honest with me. I, I need you to tell me the truth. Tell me when I'm wrong. Tell me when I done made a wrong decision. Tell me when I'm going down the wrong path. Uh, uh, don't be scared to tell me. I need some true people in my life. I don't need just people in my life with me just to celebrate. No, no, I need you to tell me the truth. And God will put those type of people in your life. This is what he did to David. He put Nathan in David's life. You know, David had sinned against God. Uh, uh, David had took another man's wife. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Y'all know the story. Yeah, he took another man's wife. Uh, and here comes Nathan. God sends Nathan to tell uh, David that he was wrong. And because David received it, the Bible said that he repented and, 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 and to be known as a man after after God's own heart. Yeah, but I mean, you know, God didn't have to use a prophet. God can use a child. Uh, yeah. Have your children ever told you something uh, and you knew that it was from God? Uh, <laughs> uh, you, knew, you, you knew they wasn't old enough to know that, uh, but God used them to tell you something. you like, shut up, child. Uh, yeah, 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 shut, shut up. Uh, uh, but God will use whoever he wants to. Uh, in order to talk to us, we just have to be willing to listen. Never uh, so God does not only use, uh, not only speak through dreams and visions and circumstances and authority, but God speaks through his word. His word. I mean, this is what Hebrews 4 and 12 says. For the word of God is living and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the division of the soul and spirit and of the joints and the marrow, and is a discerning of the thoughts and intents of the heart. Matter of fact, this is probably the number one way that God speaks is through his word, which is critical. Uh, because that means that we got to know his word. That means we got to pick up the Bible. That means we got to open up that phone, go to uh, the Bible scriptures and read the scriptures. Uh, Sunday shouldn't be the only time you hear God's word. 
Uh, Y'all ain't going to help me. I mean, Sunday morning worship, uh, uh, hearing the words uh, of God on the screen, seeing them on the screen, or hearing the preacher preach, or whoever's standing up. This should not be the only time that you open the word of God. No, there shouldn't be just dust on your Bible. No, no, no. No, there was a story. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a story somebody sent me. They, uh, the preacher went over to somebody's house, and as they were having dinner, uh, you know, they was having dinner, and, uh, and the preacher puts uh, his his, 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 his fork in the Bible uh, and he, he leaves and uh, the, the, the wife and they're, they're washing dishes and uh, you know they, they, they're counting the utensils uh, and, and, and the wife says you know well I, I think the preacher stole our fork uh, went on some time and uh, it got back to the preacher and the preacher said well I didn't steal your fork and you know it was months it was weeks and it had went by uh, and they hadn't, they hadn't found the fork they still thought the preacher had taken it and the preacher says well no I put it in the Bible that was on your table uh, which meant that they did not look at the Bible uh, to find to read the word because if they would opened the Bible and read the word they would have found the fork and realized that the preacher didn't take it so we got to be careful we got to understand the season and time that we're living in we need to know the word of God the reason why we need to know the word of God why because the devil knows the word of God he knows the word of God inside out and in order to combat him when he comes our way you better know the word uh, uh, shouting is good praising God is good worshiping him is good but you better be able to know how to speak the word of God when Jesus was in the wilderness it was the word that made a difference uh, he spoke the word and the word of God delivered him and set him free that's the only thing that's going to deliver us today is the word of God I know degrees are good I, I, I know houses are nice I know cars are nice but the truth of the matter is you better have the word of God you better have that sword to be able to fight against the enemy you better be able to know the word of God to quote against sickness and disease you better know the word of God to speak against poverty. You better know the word of God to speak when the enemy comes and try to tear up your marriage and tear up your relationship with your children. You better know the word of God because it's the only thing that he recognizes is the word of God. The Bible, as a matter of fact, said he'll leave for a season and he'll come back. Uh, um, but you better be locked and armed, ready to give him some more word. I wish I had a witness in the building. Ah, the word of God is powerful. Matter of fact, Timothy tells us in Timothy 3, 16 and 17 tells us something powerful. All scripture is given by inspiration of God and it's profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. That the man of God may be complete, thoroughly equipped for every good work. God has given us the word of God so that we could do every good work. There's no book like the Bible. Ah, no book like the Bible. The bestseller is the Bible. Ah, there's no book like the Bible. God causes me to question if it's the bestseller, why don't we use the word of God more? Ah, because the word of God is sharper than any two-edged sword. It, uh, I mean, it will give you comfort and correction. It will guide you and guard you. It will convict you and give you courage. It'll break you and build you. It's the only word that can do us like that. I wish I had a witness in here. Uh, that's why we got to know the word of God. <laughs> yeah, so not only does God's word 
speak through dreams, visions, circumstances, authority figures, and his word. But can I tell you, he's given us the paracletes. Uh, he'll speak through his Holy Spirit. Understand the moment that you accept Christ into your life, God releases the Holy Spirit, the heat, uh, to come into your life. He'll make the difference. The Bible says that he'll help you. Uh, yeah, the old folks used to say, when I got saved, he'll help you to want to. Uh, he'll help you to want to do what's right. He'll help you to want to live right, to want to deny yourself because there's something about the Holy Spirit. He's a helper. Jesus said in John 14 and 26, but the helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to you uh, your remembrance all things that he, that, that he said or that, that said to you, the Holy Spirit speaks and I'm so glad about it. He's not quiet, but he speaks. Uh, he'll come and speak to you to strengthen you. He'll come to speak to you to warn you. And I don't know about you, but there are times I need warnings. Uh, times I need the Holy Spirit to, to, to teach me some things, to, to guide me. He, he'll convict me. Every now and then I need convicting. Not condemnation, but conviction. Uh, I need to stay on the straight and narrow path uh, in order to receive what God has for my life. Anybody want the God to speak to you through the Holy Spirit? Uh, lastly, lastly, not only will God speak through uh, dreams and visions and circumstances and authority figures and his word and the Holy Spirit, but can I tell you, he'll speak through posture. Ah, see, when you posture yourself to hear from him, he will speak. I mean, this is what the prophet Habakkuk said in Habakkuk 2 uh, and 1, and I'm just about done. He says, I will stand my watch and set myself on rampart and watch and see what he will say to me. <laughs> the message Bible says, what, what's God doing? What's God going to say to my question?" I'm braced for the worst. I'm climbing up to look out tower and scan the horizon. I wait to see what God says. Can I tell you, God is looking for somebody who will posture themselves. Posture themselves to hear from him. See, when you posture yourself to hear from him, it's a sign that you value the word that he wants to speak to you. Why would God speak if you're not going to value it? Uh, God only speaks to those who value his word. He only speaks to those that are willing to posture themselves. God wanted to know uh, where Adam and Eve were. He said he came in the cool of the day to talk to them. And they said that they were naked and afraid. Uh, uh, he says, where are you? Uh, because I want to talk to you. Can I suggest that God is saying the same thing today? Where are you? Because I want to talk to you. Where are you? Because I want to commune with you. Where are you? Because I want to tell you the hidden and the deep things, the secret things that no man can tell you. Where are you? Are you, you can't read it, but I want to expose you to it. God is asking this same question today. Uh, yeah, now I've got things to tell you uh, that you know not of. So your posture matters. It matters to God. 
Uh, I don't know postures matters to God. Uh, See, Martha had a problem with Mary. Uh, Yeah, Mary, Jesus shows up at uh, at his friend's house. You know, Martha and Mary. Uh, Yeah, he shows up. And the Bible says that uh, Martha... Yeah, Martha, there were some issues. Mary, Mary was postured at Jesus' feet because she wanted to hear what he had to say. And Martha had a problem because she was cooking. Uh, and Jesus tells Martha uh, that Mary has chosen and discovered uh, what is better, the good portion. And he says, I won't take that away from her. Can I suggest to you as I close that God is looking for posture. He's looking to see where we are. Are we like Adam and Eve trying to hide ourselves? <laughs> are we doing other things? He tells Adam and Eve, where are you? They said that we're naked. He says, who told you you were naked? Can I suggest that the enemy is telling us things today? He's telling us that uh, riches are more important than the word of God. Uh, he's telling us uh, that the relationship is more important uh, than hearing from God. Uh, he's telling us having fun is more important than hearing from God. But I came to tell somebody this morning that there's nothing more important than the voice of our Savior. I, I wish I had somebody that believed that on today. That there's nothing more important than wanting to hear his voice. Because can't nobody do us like the Lord. Do you believe that in the building on today? I'm reminded of Samuel. I'm reminded of, as a boy, I'm reminded of 1 Samuel 3 and 10. It says the Lord came and stood there calling as at old other times, Samuel, Samuel. And the Bible says he goes to the prophet because he thinks the prophet's calling him. And the prophet says, I, I didn't call you, go back. And he hears his voice again, Samuel, Samuel. The Bible says he go back the second time and goes to the prophet and the prophet says, I didn't call you. Tells him to go back again. He goes back again and hears this, Samuel, Samuel. Uh, he goes back again. <laughs> I know you're calling me. I hear you. And he says, I didn't call you. He said, but next time, when you hear the voice calling you, say, speak, for your servant is listening. And when he did that, he heard the voice of the Lord. Can I suggest that that should be our posture as believers? Is that when God is calling and when he's speaking, that we ought to be at a posture to call out, speak, for your servant is listening. Come on, the rest of your feet. How, how many want to hear from God? We're in a season where we need more than ever to be able to hear from God because we're fighting challenges we're fighting struggles we're fighting an enemy that's trying to take us out the Bible said he comes to steal kill and to destroy but Jesus said I come that you might have life and that you might have it more abundantly 
God wants to talk to you. We got to make this personal. He wants to talk to me. Look at your chest. He, he, God wants to talk to me. That's how much he loves you. That he wants to come to talk to you. I know it's good to be able to hear him through other people, but there are times in my life where I just need to hear from God. Anybody in that season that you got something going on in your life that you want to quiet the naysayers, that you want to quiet all these other voices and you need to hear from God? Lord, speak. Thy servant is listening. I dare you to open your mouth and cry out to God. Speak, thy servant is listening. Speak, thy servant is listening. See, when God knows he has our attention, he can begin to speak to our life. That we won't be trapped by the enemy. Maybe there's somebody, maybe you didn't get an altar prayer this morning. But maybe there's somebody up under the sound of my voice. Maybe God is speaking to you right now. Letting you know that before you leave here, you need a touch from him. You need to know that he's listening to your petition. 